And away we go. Away we go. Hello. And welcome to Homebound Happy Hour. Homebound Happy Hour. Episode 31, which is how many days are in this month that we're in right now? October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. October. Oktoberfest. Nope, which none of that. Which actually starts, isn't it mostly in September? I don't know. I mean, there aren't actual Oktoberfests going on unless they are maybe in a European country that mm-hmm. actually did the right thing and shut down when they needed to, and maybe they, I don't know. And no Americans allowed. <laughs> That's right. Pretty much. Um, yeah, they're, like I remember somebody posting like a week or two ago that they were sad that it wasn't going on this year in San Diego, but... Say la vie, and they made pretzels or whatever at home. Had beer. Yeah. Rotwursts. We yeah. do that. We celebrate Oktoberfest <laughs> quite often then. Yeah. By that, by yeah. That. Bratwurst is a on pretty heavy rotation in our house. Andy Rats. cooks them. I do. Um. I do the really tough job of ladling the sauerkraut out of the jar. And that takes a delicate precision, though, because. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that ratio has got to be just right. Mm-hmm. And if there's too much or too little. So sour. It's tangy. Oh, <laughs> I hate that word, tangy. I say another, I feel like later on in the in the podcast, I say another word that some people don't like, which is creamy. <laughs> I know my friend Sarah hates creamy. Um. Yes. So, yeah. To this is a a fun episode. Uh, we have a special guest with us uh-huh. coming up today. Yep. Um. So we recorded um our whole chitter chatter with this person uh, via Zoom, which was video, so we could see them and they could see us. But you all, unfortunately, will not be seeing the videos. And not that there was a there wasn't a whole lot of theatrics or visuals or anything it's just some of them were i mean you know like any other conversation it's nice to be able to see the other person's um expressions there you go that's the word i was like like the things your face makes that's like talking but not (laughs) um so speaking of travels uh our our topic that we uh discuss with our special guest uh, has to do with road trips. Yep. Uh so we've got we've got some um some time to talk about uh specifically his adventure but mm-hmm. and he went on a doozy road oh, trip. Oh yeah. It was it 68 was days he said. Insane, yeah. Um that's No, I So buckle I up kids. Yeah. Get in the car and go yourself. If you can. Mm-hmm. And stay safe. Right. Another fun part of the recounting of that tale. You'll hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, stop giving spoilers away. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to ruin it for everyone. I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> It'll be ruined. Um, so do we, it, it's pretty lengthy, so do we have anything we need to say before we dive into it? Um, no, not at all. Just just be ready um, and enjoy our friend. All right. So we'll be back in just a minute with. The wonderful Wesley. Wesley.
Cheers. Oh, White Claw. Yeah. Is that the watermelon? It is, and it's kind of gross. Nice. Yeah. I haven't tried that one, and I really want to. My coworker yeah, not likes a, not it. A not a fan. You like watermelon things, so, I do. Yeah. It's because I haven't, I haven't been to this store since I've been back yet, because I'm probably going to Florida. So I didn't want to go to the store and then leave again. So I just got this last night. Yeah. So. In a pinch. Yeah. Um, did you get the variety pack thing? Yes. The new flavor? Uh, okay. uh, the so tangerine. Yeah, tangerine, lemon, watermelon, and mango. I tried the lemon one, and it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Oh, Fresh. we should have. Well, we are recording. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I smelled the tangerine one once, and it smelled amazing, mm -hmm. but I haven't tried it. Yeah, it's really good. It's one of my favorites out of that pack. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, maybe that's something I'll get in the near future to try. Both show. We like the white claws every once in a while. Yeah. No shame. No shame. No. no. <laughs> They're just easy to drink and. Yeah. Can have a few of them. Normalize drinking any kind of booze. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be Big snobby. Good. No matter what it is. Well, we used to get made fun of, you know, because toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like, you know, if you do, if you were a male and you drank a wine cooler or right. Zima or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are y'all drinking? <laughs> Today I made us something really different than I've been making. It's um, it's basically a white Russian, but with matcha green tea instead of Kahlua. Okay. So it's like this creamy. I just put like a splash of heavy cream on top. Um, but then I, just for fun, I threw in some basil. Nice. So it's like a little bit like herbaceous green tea, white Russian. Sounds delicious. So um, just a quick intro. This is our friend Wesley that joined us today. You may have uh, audience heard about him a couple of times. Yes. Uh, back in the past, this is who iced me. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Yeah, back in, that was like, uh, I want to say like around episode seven or eight. Yeah, it was back in um, April, I think. Yeah, that video wow. is hilarious. <laughs> Which I never did anything with that video. Like all those videos, I still have all those videos. I never put them together because I'm not savvy like that. So. Well, you've been pretty busy. Uh, yeah. which is why we wanted you to come and join us today to talk about what you've been doing for the last couple of months. Yeah. Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, long, long adventure. Yeah. Um, I, uh, July 26th, I left, um, got my car, walls are closing in, and I called my best friend Gina up, um, up in, out in Louisville, Kentucky, and like, do you want to visit her? And she's like, sure. So I was like, okay, I'll be there in the next week or so. I don't know. Um, so I got my car and I, I drove um, and uh, did a lot of stops along the way, hit up the national parks and um, got, to, uh, got to her and didn't realize at that moment that I was gonna make this into a more of a monumental journey. Um, and uh, thinking I was only gonna be like three or four weeks in the beginning away. Um, that's when I bought all my camping gear in Louisville, Kentucky and, and uh, and I just started thinking of what I can do now. So on the way out there, I stopped at, uh, at Bryce Canyon, Capitol Reef National Park, Arches National Park, Rocky Mountains. Um, drove through, all the way through Kansas, stopped at the Wizard of Oz Museum, which is cool, um, in oh, Wamego, cool. Kansas. Um, and uh, just all these little random stops along the way. 
Um, and then when I got there, we spent about a week there. Just hung out with her. It was good to see her and hang out. Um, and then uh, started making my way back. And 20 national parks, 20 states, 13,874 miles driven. Um, I came back. So, yeah. I uh, did hope you didn't have a low miles lease. Say again? Hope you didn't have a low miles mileage lease. That probably would. Oh no, I own my car. She's she's paid <laughs> off too. So <laughs> that's it another is, thing. You paid off your car at the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. Paid off in March, and it's a Prius, so it was it was fairly cheap, you know, on gas. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's uh, a smart way to do it. Yeah, um, when I was in Missouri, gas was a dollar sixty-two, so I filled up for seventeen dollars. Wow, I feel like we should dedicate like a whole segment to that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so, you know, one thing I wanted to highlight was that, you know, you are a veteran. And so your visits to the national parks were, um, they were on the U.S., right? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, That's really cool that they do that. Yeah, they, uh, it's free. It's free, um, free admission park for life. Um, and then half off campgrounds. Wow. As well. That made it, yeah. that he did it cheaper. That's a great deal. So I was, uh, I was very interested in, in hearing about your adventures because about 12 years ago or so, I did a similar, like I just took off for like three and a half weeks and just drove through pretty much the western part of the country. Um, mm -hmm. and like, like you, I visited as many national parks, Flying State Parks, a lot of camping, all that stuff. And it was, uh, the national parks are just so amazing and it's so, yeah. it's so accessible and, um, you know, really, like, you get that pass, even if you're not a veteran, like, you get that, it's, like, 75 or 80 bucks, and then yeah, you have bucks for interagency parks. Yeah. Everything for a year. You have the annual pass. Oh. a great deal. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, senior citizens. Obviously, they have something for um, veterans, but I think, like, senior citizens get, get in free and, mm. you know, kids, I don't know, something. Yeah, <laughs> they have a bunch of deals. Right? Yeah, there's a bunch of deals, and I I think on uh, sometime there's a period um, where national parks are free for fourth graders. Mm. Oh yeah, that's I cool. Start yeah. learning. Yeah, it's like a week long that they do uh, parks that parks for free for fourth graders. Mm -hmm. That's super park. cool. I I thought it was really neat how well you were collecting the pamphlets of the parks that you visited, yeah. but you were missing a couple, and yeah. then you met some people along the way that had an extra one yeah for the rockies when i was i was gonna I was say in, the rockies yeah i was in zion and um you know it's it's been so great you know with the camaraderie and the the community of the camping community is is just you know just so friendly and so welcoming and open mm -hmm. and you can just talk to somebody i saw people across from me struggling um getting their their tent stakes in the ground they were using rubber mallet and i was like hey you guys want a real hammer you know it might help you a little bit better mm -hmm. and they're like sure so I brought it over to them and, and they got their ten all set up. And then a little bit later they came back. They're like, you know, after I told them my story, um, they're like, so we decided since you gave us the hammer, well, we have an extra one of these so you can help complete your collection. It was the Rocky Mountains pamphlet. So, yeah. So I, uh, I hung out with them for a little bit later that night and chatted and, and uh, had a good time with them. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We don't so, need to get all of that. No. <laughs> What's that? 
<laughs> I kid. Um, so like just basically when you sent me the list of all the parks that you had visited, it was a list of nowhere I've been. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't really been to any. And I mean, Andy and I have been to a few together, but nothing that you visited. Like he's been to some of the ones that you have, mm -hmm. but me personally, none. We were supposed to, we had planned back in Feb February in, in uh, precedented times. Um, <laughs> we we uh, planned on going up to like the Pacific Northwest and we're, you know, I've got, we both have friends up there in Seattle. So we were going to stop in Seattle and then run a car and then drive, you know, pretty much across all the way to Montana to uh, Glacier. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, oh, it's, yeah, so unbelievable. We, we were actually supposed to be there right now as yeah. we speak. <laughs> oh, really? That was yeah. kind of fitting that we're talking about this. this right. Now. So we were, we were going to get home like tomorrow night from this trip. Mm. and that you know i mean you know it happens like that you know unforeseeable things occur and make these things not possible but it's i just you know your trip like i've been following on social media this whole time and i just thought it was really amazing um all of the different things you got to experience because we're furloughed bartenders you know right like that, that while for some has been a lot of hardship but you decided to take it in a positive direction and just make this like unforgettable incredible like journey for your life yeah for sure you know and that was that was the original like i said it was didn't plan on being this long you know 68 days um, yeah. wow originally yeah. thinking three to four weeks maybe max mm -hmm. and i just kept then i wouldn't get to it. <laughs> right <laughs> when i got to grand teton i was like okay i'll stay two nights here and then i ended up staying almost i stayed four nights Mm -hmm. Grand Teton. And then in Yellowstone, I stayed four nights. And, you know, so it was just like, I just kept extending because I didn't have a deadline. I didn't yeah. have to any time. So I was like, screw it. I'll just stay here another night. You know, I'll pay my 10 bucks and yeah. stay I'll cap another night. Put more money in the little, in the box thing. And yeah. For another day. Is it yeah. a little box? So most, well, you can probably talk about how the, the camping uh, system is set up. Yeah, some of them um, are box only, specifically um, in the National Forest. Um, but in some of the parks, depending, you can kind of tell which ones get the most, you know, more funding from the government. Mm -hmm. um, the, like, Teton and Yellowstone, they have, like, huge grocery store and, and you know, little <laughs> stores to do. And they have people on the, um, in an office for the campgrounds that can take your money, take cards, you know, but most of them are cash only. Mm -hmm. uh, but these, you know, another perk of being a bartender. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. Fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the um, the ones that were, you know, more established, I guess, um, were cards, and you had an actual person to talk to instead of just filling out a piece of paper of your <laughs> campsite and putting your cash in. Oh wow. Um, so there was uh but yeah most of them uh, that's an honor system right there right wow. they are, yeah because they have the well they also have the campground hosts that go around every night every morning to check off you know which campsites are taken and yeah. which ones, you know can be available or who's there in the morning and you know go beg them for money if they haven't paid yet so it's some of, i remember uh, like arches i think it was Arch, yeah arches was uh was one of the first come for serve ones so like they start taking signups, I guess, at like seven in the morning. 
Mm. So there's a line of about like six or seven people. And like I was eighth and they had, I think they had eight spots available for that day. And I was like, oh, oh. that would have been huge pain because there's, yeah. there's only one campground in Arches or there was. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, if it's eight o'clock and you gotta go somewhere, you can't really, because everything yeah. else is already filled up, but uh, I don't know. And that was the thing when I started this trip out, I, like I said, I didn't have any camping gear. It was, it, I was car camping. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I got a hotel when needed. Um, and the first night I stopped in Vegas, I had to, because it took me almost eight hours to get to Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it was a semi truck on fire and caught the canyon on fire. So I went oh. Oh, wow. in an hour and 45 minutes. Like, <laughs> I was just beat and exhausted. So I stayed in Vegas the first night. Um, and then I car camped in Bryce Canyon and then also mm -hmm. in Arches. Um, and then, uh, when I got to the Rockies, um, I had gone all the way to the peak. I forget the name of the peak, but it was about 13,500 feet up. And I stayed up there a little too long and the winds in the passes started whipping out to like 70, 80 mile an hour winds. Oh, shit. I didn't feel safe driving down a little two lane road on a cliff. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> in my little Prius. So, um, I ended up car camping at 13,000 feet um in the rockies and it got down to about 35 degrees mm -hmm. i'm shivering and freezing my ass off you know up there but i didn't really have much of a choice but you know waking up to just the, the sights and the beauty around me you know of, of the glaciers all around there and the sunset was amazing or excuse me the sunrise was amazing there um and then uh there wasn't a lot between rockies and louisville so there's a few hotels along the way there um but um yeah like the car camping was nuts and then the um all the campgrounds you know on the way back were were the best you know the best one i think i say that was at grand teton yeah so they had, a, they had great amenities you know showers laundry their, um, their laundry? yeah they had the laundry, laundry. <laughs> super nice and that sounds amazing they're like hotel, you know, like yeah, like nice hotels and it's like a like a timeshare. Yeah, yeah. So I was right outside the campground and um and so I got I got a load of laundry done and uh, a couple showers and that was great. I'm sure you needed like, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's I, I mean I did go a span of time with uh, like six days without a shower. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I'm not. I am not a rough in it kind of gal. Yeah, it was. It was just me. Like after two days, I'm like, "Oh God, this car stinks." Yeah, it smells so bad. And I had a similar um, experience with. Uh, I was driving. Th I think I was leaving Arches, uh, and I was driving through toward like Provo and Salt Lake City and all that. Uh, but there's there's mountains before you get into that and it was dark it was kind of storming uh similar thing i was driving up road was thinking i was you know starting to, to nod off a little bit it's like oh shit i don't know these roads I yeah. need to there's some you know there's some areas where you can pull off pitch dark can't see shit so i finally found one that was open there's a little pull out section that pulled in there um you know shut the car off recline got you know an hour of sleep freezing my ass off again uh like mm -hmm. you because it yeah. gets cold yeah. and it was windy and i just heard a lot of outside noise couldn't see anything and anyway, i just got like an hour and a half sleep woke up as the 
you know, the sun was rising a little bit so I could see. And I was, there was no guardrail, but I was just on the edge of, you know, like the canyon and the noise that I was hearing, not just the wind, but there was a, a rapidly moving river that I was just right up against. Oh, oh wow. You could have fallen right in there. <laughs> <laughs> that there was some kind of a yeah. drop off, but still it's just like, you know, it, you know, those few moments when you wake up and you, you kind of disoriented anyway. Yes. And then you realize, oh, I'm in my car and oh, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I was actually really surprised with, with the Prius on how spacious, like how I, I was able to fit comfortably in the back and I just laid the seats down and I, you know, it was, it was, yeah. it was plenty of room. I was more comfortable the car than in the tent sometimes yeah you know i don't know which car was that <laughs> that was uh i had i have a story about that and i don't know we can tell an hour later but uh just about road trips in general but uh i had an accurate at the time mm. that, that came to an interesting crossroads uh because of that brand of car <laughs> model so um Oh, what you were saying um, with the um, getting into first come first serve campgrounds? Yeah. That was one of them when I got to Teton, um, they were sold out. And that's the other thing is I didn't have reservations for anything, obviously, because that was mm -hmm. all on a whim. So I was kind of just throwing, you know, shooting in the dark of getting these campgrounds. So I got to Teton and they were sold out, but they, uh, and I was talking with them on the phone and she's like, well, we do first come first serve and, you know, you can come back in the morning it's you know probably oh. best for by six o'clock in the morning to uh get to the campsite and i was like is there like anywhere to like car camp around the area she's like oh you can car camp in our parking lot so oh uh, yeah so i car camped in the parking lot i got my ass up at 4 45 the next morning um after going to bed at like midnight one o'clock um so i was up a few hours and then i got myself in line i mean i had no really i wish i would <laughs> There were a couple of times where, yeah, the things were filled up, like Yellowstone, um, mm -hmm. especially in the summer, it's just busy. But you could find uh, like state parks close by or something, mm -hmm. and then those campsites are usually not. I mean, you're not going to have a convenience store, and you know you're probably going to think you're going to die a couple of times tonight because those are very much more primitive campsites um, than. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. Did you encounter yeah, that too? I forget what I stayed in. I think I stayed in Custer State Park in South Dakota. And it was, like you said, it was very just primitive. There was nothing around. It was just, or camping in the National Forest. I camped in Tahoe National Forest up in Lake Tahoe. Mm -hmm. all, I got a story about that too, about campgrounds. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all it was. It was like your plot and mm -hmm. that's it. And, a, and a, like a, a vault toilet. Yeah. So well, cool. tell your story yeah. and that's what you're here yeah. for. <laughs> um, the, um, the, can't, the, what I really had a problem with, um, not a problem, but a working against me was what States you can have fires at, which ones you can't, you know, to cook. Cause I learned how, I mean, I yeah. got my cast iron skillet and I've never cooked on a campfire before. I've never really camped before. Um, you know, oh, wow. in this, in this <laughs> so this is all trial and error. Uh, yeah, so um, so once I could get fires going in places, I started learning how to cook a meal on a cast iron skillet. 
um, you know, a full meal. Um, and the challenge with that was how hot the fire was, you know, and, and mm. you know, learning when I, I put stuff in too early, like vegetables, I put stuff in too early and they got kind of, you know, overcooked and soggy mm. because too hot. Um, yeah. But a uh, funny story with Tahoe is I stayed at a campground um, just a couple hundred yards off the lake and I got my firewood. Um, I had just come from uh, Redwood. Um, so I drove over to Tahoe and I stayed at that campground and it was probably the worst campground I've ever stayed at um, on this trip. It was, it was 20 bucks. It was run by the city. Um, oh. And I had my, <laughs> I had already and bought- 20 uh, bucks? Like that. <laughs> I was like, that hurts even more than it was 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was one porta potty for 17 campsites oh, and it was smart. It was marshy land. Um, and I didn't know that they couldn't have fires there because I knew in the national forest, I had just stayed at, I was able to have a fire. Um, so I had, oh. I, had made, I had built my fire, I cooked my dinner and then probably within an hour, one of the other campers came over. He's like, Hey, by the way, you know, it's a burn ban. Um, no campfires are allowed. I was like, Oh shit. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um, he's like, just want to just looking out for you in case like, the, you know, the police roll through here. It's a pretty heavy ticket. So I put it out immediately. Um, but I was like, it's a couple hundred feet, you know, a couple hundred yards from the lake on marshy land. But so I, I checked out of that place the next morning. So it was, it was just awful. So I went to Tahoe National Forest um, about 30 minutes from there. And I was able to have a fire there. So I'm like, I'm able to have a fire in the middle of the forest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not able to have one just a couple hundred yards from the lake. <laughs> oh, they was, probably uh, got tired of cleaning up after people's campfires. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, it was. Well, this is city run, so we're not paid enough to well, do that's, that. That's yeah. probably like some old city charter thing where yeah. it had to do with like witch burning or something like that. <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like twenty bucks for a porta potty. Is essentially what it was. Oh, you know. Yeah, that's awful. Um, there was still some pay some not just they're called pit toilet which are basically it's based on the porta potty technology <laughs> but it's just it's it's pretty much just like put cinder blocks you know as as walls so it's oh, a wow. building but it's a porta potty and like because it's they're called pit an toilet. outhouse but some of them had some of the state ones had they were coin operated oh so what? you had you know you had to put like a like 50 cents in to the, so the door to the stall would open so you could go in and use Oh, stall. wow. <laughs> that that's, that's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It, they're telling you, Utah is a, a weird state. Yeah. And I think it was in Utah. the governor yeah. of Utah, Utah sued the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. It's a beautiful state, but it is definitely a weird state. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very pretty. Want to sponsor us, by the way? I mean, we tried... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's been a little hit and miss with the companies, but you know, <laughs> want to get your word out. I don't, I don't know what hits <laughs> you're talking about. It's mostly misses. We're I always guess. joking. We're always joking about trying to get sponsorship in every podcast. Like we've got feelers out for HBO. Sorry, <laughs> 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 we'll talk shit about something, some product, and then we'll be like, oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, at yeah. bar, if you want to sponsor us um yeah so lake tahoe um campground if you want right. to throw some bucks at the podcast you've got some free advertising here <laughs>
So, uh, well, do you want to do the, so seeing as how you're both in service industry, I mean, yeah. you're subject to a lot and, and you had an issue this week with people oh, yeah. leaving reviews, Yelp, that's always, oh, that's yeah. always uh -huh. uh, a thing that, you know, it's either, I don't know, and, and when we were talking about it, I, I made the point, just as a consumer, it's always like one of those um, where you throw out the best one and the worst one, and then everything in the middle kind of is uh -huh. like, what about that? Because there's always the, oh my God, this place is amazing. And even though I have the same last name as the proprietor, that is right. in no way, you know, or you have the other end where it's just like, this is worse than hell. Worse. It doesn't even deserve one star. <laughs> I would, you know, rather have dinner with Satan than spend <laughs> in this restaurant. But uh, the whole thing about, you know, like one star reviews and everything, we came across one of the things Andy and I have talked about with each other in the past is one star reviews of national parks. Because, you know, you go this like, splendid beautiful scenic just incredibly yes. moving place yeah and you have any time so you write a yelp review about it <laughs> because they're like imagine those, are you that miserable in life <laughs> those, yes. are the, those are the same people that leave those terrible reviews of restaurants because you know they're they ask for i don't know who knows what they asked for like extra well, crispy fries and they were only slightly crispy. I mean, yeah. you know, like shit like that. I mean, it's the same people. Anyway. Okay. So I think I sent you this one, Wesley, just as like a little preview. Um, Hannah M on Yelp had a review of Grand Canyon National Park. One star from eight months ago. <laughs> too, too big. Couldn't even swim inside the bowl of rocks. Also, I broke my ankle. I do like rocks, though, which is why I gave it one star. <laughs> okay, so one, <laughs> Hannah, you can't give it less than one star on Yelp. That's not even an option. Yeah, you have to give it at least um, one star. But the Grand Canyon was too big for you, <laughs> Hannah? It's <laughs> the word grand. <laughs> like, couldn't swim inside the bowl of rocks. You know, I don't know anything about that. I don't even I know what bowl of rocks she's talking, talking about. about the, uh, talking about the Colorado River that, you know, that carved it out. You know, I guess. Yeah. Colorado River runs through there and you can go, you yeah. can hike but down there. It's a long ass hike, but. I feel like she really downplays the fact that she broke her ankle by saying the Grand Canyon was too big. <laughs> <laughs> but she likes rocks though. She likes which rocks. is why I get the star. Yeah, it's all that matters. Yeah. That's like, that's those are so great. Those are, again, those are, those are the people that, you know, sue places for the coffee being too hot mm -hmm. and it spills on them. It's mm -hmm. like, what, what did you, it's, it's in the name. It's like the petrified <laughs> forest. Well, the wood was too old. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this. When I was a kid, I went on this road trip with my mom and her friend and we went to the petrified forest and, you know, we got there and my mom was like, I don't know why I expected there to be actual trees and not just stumps, but here we are. Um, <laughs> because it's <laughs> petrified wood. <laughs> Academically, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> but I mean, I love that reaction of like my mom seeing it and being like, I don't know what the fuck I expected, but here we are. <laughs>
like even at nine, I appreciated the irony of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it's like, you know, people think, I think, expect a forest to be just heavily wooded, you know, mm -hmm. you expect something like Joshua Tree National Forest or National Park. Sure. It's, it's, it's smaller structures trees, you know. Right. And I mean, that's, you know, you can't expect everyone to be a, a expert horticulturist or biologist or whatever. I mean, you know, a lot of these places are named for their, you know, the flora and or fauna. Mm -hmm. But, but again, like, you know, it, I don't know. Do you have any? Do you have any others? Um, I mean, there's plenty. We like, can come back to that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I <see it> <laughs> Google, but I like I meant to like do some screenshots today, and I ended up not doing it because we um, we went on an outing for some things that we needed. One of the questions I wanted to ask you, which is something that that I noticed uh, when I went on my road to Ben, and it's kind of I guess it's kind of been a thing because I have very early memories uh, as a kid of going I'm from Texas so my dad would drive us up to Colorado to see that's where his family's from so we went on a lot of road trips uh and one thing I was always fascinated with were rest areas and just so I I the only ones I've ever been to for my not adult life were the ones in New Mexico and up to Colorado so I had a you know an image in my mind but then okay. once I I went on this road trip, I saw rest areas in all sorts of different states. So uh, what what was your best rest area experience? <laughs> um, or memorable or significant? I'm, I'm, more of a, I'm more of a truck stop kind of guy. I'm like okay. best or worst. Like. No. Um, I actually didn't stop at any rest stops. Like, Because I, okay. I would stop when I need to get gas or, you know, when I was hungry. So I didn't stop in any rest stops. And I'd, I'd pull over and, and go to a, you know, into a gas station or something. Cause I would usually get a snack, you know, that mm -hmm. I was craving or, or, you know, just a quick soda. Um, Very relatable. Yeah, so there's a reason you're just like, you know, combining all of your needs into a place that has everything, right? So it's not like, that. yeah, you didn't right. have a that arrest. It's yeah, it was, a, it was a stop with a purpose, you know, not just yeah. to go. We, um, like one of the ones we, on our first trip to Texas together, on the road, we brought Dottie with us. And one of the ones we stopped at, well, first of all, the first one we stopped at was fucking terrifying because it was like, it felt like prison. It was just like so yeah. dilapidated and awful. But then one of the there so were a few they're kind of like this pit toilet thing. I mean, yeah, they're, they're very, uh, yeah, prison like, very industrial, like cinder block concrete, uh -huh. uh, a lot of stainless steel. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they, anything that could be hosed down yeah. of yeah, blood. Pretty much <laughs> basically just a big drain <laughs> in the middle. Of it. I watched too much just true crime. Power <laughs> ones, and that's like the ones that, and I, I think. There's a reason for that because one cost. I mean, you're you're just well, sure. Yeah, uh, but also, especially between here and and El Paso, Texas, it's fucking desert the whole. Oh time. yeah. So, so well, which yeah, which reminds getting, me. Yeah, especially in the summer, it's like 120 degrees outside. Yeah, we saw a snake at one when we were trying to walk the yeah. baby, and she was just like, "Nope, not having it." Like, <laughs> so I ended up having the like, you know, it was my, I like. But it was also a hundred something degrees. This was June of whatever year that was. I want to say twenty seventeen. Yeah. 
Um, and yes, she was just like, it was so hot. And then we saw a snake and she's like, nope, back in the car. <laughs> there are some interesting ones. Like I think in New Mexico, there's one that is, so, so a highway rest area for listeners that are unaware is an exit off of the interstate, off the highway, uh, that pretty much just gives you a place to stop to use the restroom, maybe get some water fountains, stretch your legs, and some of them have like picnic areas. So you can, you can get a bite to eat or, you know, you can, you brought food, pack food, you can do that and say rest area. Uh, so during the daytime, usually all sorts of travelers will get off the highway and that's just literally just off the highway, go park, there's a bathroom, maybe a vending machine, get back in the car, get back on there. Um, a lot of highway traffic are truckers, so large semis. So sometimes they'll stay overnight because they have limits on, you know, how much, how far they can drive, how much time they can spend. So uh, if you're driving at night, you'll see like a lot of semi trucks lined up. Uh, but it gets a little creepier at night because there's minimal lighting and, you know, not a whole lot of like the rest stop is the most um, yeah it's not the it's, most comforting place in the world to right it's, it's not like going to uh, to a restaurant and there's people and whatever it's just <clears throat> that so a lot of lifetime movies start at rest I was just gonna say that lifetime but it's I think it's like a Kevin Bacon movie I where like they stop they stop at a gas station and he goes in. To the store and then comes back and then his wife is gone oh. and then he can't find her and then he's like what where is she and then he goes go back to the store finds finds out that she's been in Kevin Bacon? So the whole movie i think so okay. the whole well, movie is him the uh the star and producer and researcher of this podcast is about to find out what movie he's talking about right. and that is me <laughs> so, <laughs> some states have done a lot of like uh, like maybe creative uh, cultural design of their rest. Like there's one in New Mexico that all of the like picnic areas are like in teepees. Mm. Southwest and uh, well, let's appropriate indigenous culture and make small teepees. Some of them are, you know, sort of sorts of things here and there. Um, but the nicest, best rest area which totally blew my mind was when I was driving from uh, Glacier from Montana um, all the way to Seattle well, to Washington and then you know you cross through Idaho and I stopped in Idaho and that was it was like a palace um, it still you pulled off the highway but it was almost like a museum because it was entirely indoor large indoor building mm. and rest areas usually like I said it's cinder block uh, there's a ceiling in the academic sense where they maybe put a covering over it, but you know, it's, it's closed, it's open and it's mostly tile or concrete or like I said, stainless steel. You walk in this place and there's this courtyard waiting area and then the bathroom, it wasn't just a mass bathroom, like a, you know, like a locker room or anything. There were individual rooms uh, that you could walk in individually. So you had your own door you could go in go all the way you know floor to ceiling close mm -hmm. it and you had your bathroom and they had 
you know, little uh, vending machines and, and stuff like that. But I was just so impressed because I'd been so used to horrifying just things. And I remember driving back again as a kid where my dad's like, all right, you got to go to the bathroom. We got to go now. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> Nasty little places. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember where in, it was at the Northern Panhandle in Idaho? Yeah. 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 Like, cause I was, I camped up there in uh, Kootenai National Forest. Okay. That was like 10 miles from, 10 miles from the border from Canada. It was not too far from Coeur d'Alene, so. Okay. I drove through there. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. What year-ish would you say that Kevin Bacon movie is? Mm, I don't know. Fairly I recent? I have no or... concept of time when it comes to stuff like that. So either <laughs> I mean, so you gotta give me late something. 90s, late 90s, early aughts. Okay. It may not have been Kevin there's, Bacon. There's so many you know, movies he's movie. in where it sounds like it could be this. But, like, the titles of his movies, like, Beyond All Boundaries, or Taking Chance, uh, you know, things like that. Rails and Ties? Um, one no, anyways. The, other, the only other thing I'll say about rest areas before we move on is just that um, when I had the chance to visit, when my brothers were still living up in the, in the Northeast, so, like, Connecticut, Maine, that area, um, they've also invested more heavily into highway infrastructure. So out here in the Southwest, the two, um, like the interstates are two lanes in either direction, usually separated by like a median. So there would be a rest area, one on each side. So you didn't have to cross over traffic. You just pulled off, went to the rest area, got back on the freeway or the highway. Um, but in the Northeast, they do them a little bit differently and the rest areas are in the median. So weird. you can pull off that, but they, they all have some kind of a chain restaurant, like a sit down restaurant huh. uh, and a gas station and, you know, like a gift or trinket shop. A hardened waitress with a half lit cigarette hanging out of her mouth. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I work at the, so like me. I work at the first <laughs> mile marker 423. <laughs> What can I get you, hon? <laughs> um, I used to, truck stops, truck stops were so much fun, too. There was one particular one in Albuquerque we would always stop at. It's always a gamble. <laughs> and it always had some kind of a prize um, for filling up your tank. So it was either like a pair of sunglasses or a free coat. Wow. Like yeah, I got really excited about that whenever we went up there. But that's, that's, a, that lot of, that's a lot of people. Pack of cigarettes, kid. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of giveaways for a place to do, like because everybody's gonna go and fill up their tank. Yeah. Weird. Absolutely. Who does? Who sleeps on an offer like that? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm gonna fill up my pair, my my purse. I'm gonna fill up my gas tank anyways, and I will get this. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you was like, you know, if you imbibed uh, some beverages on the road. <laughs> Like what, what you were drinking if you were, when you were out at your camp, campgrounds and all that? Honestly, I did not drink um, at all when I was on the road. Oh, well. I, I only, uh, I drank like two nights at Gina's house. Um, and then when I was at my friend Doug's house in um, Lake Tahoe, like and just in Reno, outside of Reno and Sparks. Mm -hmm. um, and then at my sister Megan's house in, up in Lancaster area. 
Yeah, it was only no. uh, it was completely alcohol free otherwise. Yeah. Um, because I, I didn't want to feel like crap, you know, the next day when I'm going to have to go hiking, you know, I'm going to go on a eight, nine mile yeah. hike. I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to feel bad in any of these things. I, um, and then also with the driving, you know, the next day, like I have a long drive ahead of me. So I just didn't, uh, I didn't partake in any beverages, you know, when I was on the road. So what you're saying is you're better than me. It's, you think you're better than me. <laughs> I guess, yeah, essentially. <laughs> Um, no, that's, I mean, that's cool. And that's really smart. Um, I only ask because this is like a, you know, a drinking based podcast. And yeah. I, I see you've switched flavors on your white claw. I did. I went to tangerine. tangerine. Working, working away through the uh, yeah. variety pack. Yeah. yeah. I think I got lemon yeah. next as I just finished that. I one. like, I, I tried the lemon one. I really like that one, actually. Um, what was Speaking of drinks is that I would, you know, Usually when I go to a new town or especially on that road trip, I would, you know, chat up the, the people at the front desk and, and if I'm, if I'm staying in a hotel, yeah, I can go out, you know, check out the local scene. Uh, but it's interesting how different people offer suggestions when you ask them like, Hey, where's a good place to grab a drink? Or uh -huh. sometimes you have to, I think it was, was it like David Cross or somebody that said you have to speak code. You have to say like, oh, where do the college kids hang out? Or, you know, where's oh. the local dance play? Something like that. Yeah, I definitely don't want to go where the college kids hang out. <laughs> but you have to say something because if you say, oh, uh, where's a good bar, then they'll, you'll end up at the Applebee's or something. Yeah. Which. That might, be, that might be a fancy night out for them. I mean, you know, it could be. <laughs> I mean, no judgment. It's just. Oh, no, yeah. Party. Yeah we want to go where like the local flavor is you know we like to like here in town we like to go to like the more uh not that we've been but once but you know we like to go to like the local favorite like the cult favorite spots yeah um and that was that was the thing you know is i typically when i go to a new city like i like to embed myself in this mm -hmm. in the town yeah go to local spots you know kind of to hit the local coffee shop or local you know diner or whatever but with covid it was you know i just i yeah. really did doing that mm -hmm. um and you know I, I just didn't want to be like if i somehow did have it or contract it i didn't want to be that person you know to go into a small town and be the spreader you know oh yeah super town, you know so i ate more fast food than i care to admit um while i was on the road um, otherwise, it would have been, you know, well, stopping. You just did, and it's going to be low. It's going to be low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will I, be <laughs> I'd rather, uh, you know, stop in that little town of 38 people and eat at, eat at their diner. You mm -hmm. know, but I, I just stayed, stayed on the safe side. So that, that was another thing I was going to ask you, like, what was your best meal, whether you cooked it or it was cooked at a restaurant on the road? Um... I didn't eat at a ton of restaurants, but I mean, one of the, that I, that I made um, was when I was in Grand Teton, I think. Um, I went to the little store there. They had bison steaks for, Ooh. it was two, uh, they're about a pound each, two steaks, about a pound each for 12 bucks. Oh, wow. So, a pound. Yeah. So I was like, score. So that was, that was two meals, you know, so then I got the fresh veggies <clears throat> and a potato and um, that was really really good meal and that steak was like 
awesome. Like, yeah, it was, very lean, right? Yeah, very, very lean. And I, like, I was very, very impressed myself on how I was able to get it like a perfect rare, medium, medium rare. You know, That's it was awesome. just flavor on it was amazing. Um, and probably the worst meal was... Um, <laughs> I was going to ask, yeah. <laughs> I, I prepped him for this earlier. <laughs> the, worst, the worst meal was um, actually right outside the Grand Canyon. And I feel these places that well, are... it's way too big, so... Yeah. Right, right, it's too big, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, might as well have a fitting, uh, terrible meal, too. Um, but I'd, again, I, I didn't check out Yelp reviews because I despise Yelp. Um, which lesson learned next time I travel. I do now too, yeah. but. Gonna look at Yelp reviews, but this place. Um, no, don't, don't, we do not promote Yelp unless they want to pay us. Right, unless you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's a shitty Yelp review about me out there, which was full of holes no, it's not and lies. Well, my name, anyways, the, go on. The, worst, that, worst. Um, it was this place, it was a consistent, they, consider themselves a steakhouse. Um, it was called Yippie-I-Yo, right outside the South Rim of the Grand Canyon. And, um, and I was looking forward to, like a friend of mine sent me money on Venmo. She's like, go have yourself a steak dinner. So she's, yeah, she Venmo me 50 bucks. So I was like, cool, so steakhouse right there. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And you know, I had a lot of people kind of uh, chip in through Venmo, but um, so I got the, I don't remember what the actual combo was called, but it was a, it was a steak, it was a sirloin steak, a half rack of ribs. Um, and it came with uh, baked beans, a salad, corn, and a baked potato. Um, That's a big Wrangler's platter. <laughs> it basically, yeah, it was, it was huge. And it came, it kind of came stacked on, on each other. Like the steak was on top of the ribs and it was just oh, kind nice. of all, just like a little oval plate. Um, so it was very cluttered, but the the ribs were so tough and dry like oh. i had to fight they're they're baby back i had to fight to pull them apart um oh. so i kind of i ate two of those and there was not a lot of meat on those and the steak was extremely poor quality um so when i i did say something like i never <clears throat> ever say anything in a restaurant about something especially uh, by yourself right so i um i said the waitress I was like these ribs are really just tough and dry and she was like well they're pork I'm like yeah I, I sure I'm aware. I, <laughs> I've eaten that before where do you think they should <laughs> <laughs> and then they tried to like pull it apart you know and showed her like I'm like I'm struggling pulling this apart and she's like well you need to use a knife I'm like no you don't need a knife for baby back ribs <laughs> oh, it makes me so sad that she's never had good ribs yeah because she yeah. doesn't know what it's supposed to be right and the, be the beans were watery and you know i think the best part about the meal was the baked potato and even that was kind of an underdone you can't really fuck up a baked potato right. <laughs> right. I mean, well you could i suppose yeah it was kind of underdone you know it was like one ingredient it was underdone Mm -hmm. That's how you fuck so, up. It's still kind of. You still give it at hard. least three hours in the oven. Is that <laughs> yeah. like a, a no times baked baked potato? <laughs> no, there's a whole Mitch Hedberg bit about baked potatoes where he's like, if you think you might want one that day or sometime in the near future, just put it in the oven now. Because <laughs> they take forever. <laughs> it was, uh, so that was true. She, gave, she ended up giving me 10% off. 
Um, then she did offer to switch out the ribs with like a piece of chicken or another steak. I was like, I definitely don't want another steak. And I'm kind of, I'm chickened out because I had, you know, I'd been cooking so much chicken on my own. Yeah. So I just took the 10% off and, and called it a day, but it was, it was like, yippee, I will, this place is bad. Like they, <laughs> they so, so going on Yelp, I, so I, I left and I, um, I looked up their Yelp. And one, it wasn't claimed. So it means like the owners really don't give a shit. You know, yeah. so they're only getting tourists. So they're, they're going to see these people one, one time and done. Yeah. You, hey, Kevin, motherfuckers, we got your money. Bye. Um, but they, <laughs> <laughs> they had, uh, they had two star Yelp review with 400 plus or 400 plus reviews. Oh, and wow. I, I typed in ribs, you know, in the search and uh, all the same complaints. And the funny thing is the waitress, like, she's like, I don't understand. Like we sell tons and tons of ribs. I'm like, just because you sell tons and tons of ribs, don't mean they're good. You're in a tourist spot. <laughs> I, I hope you said that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs> it was actually, I actually did, you know what? I wasn't going to admit this, but I actually did write a Yelp review about it because it was worthy of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I try to, I, actually, since the road trip that I took, I, when I go to a place, not just driving through, but when I go and stay at a place like overnight, I try to, maybe not even a local place, but I try to go to some place that I don't have back where, you know, I go to. And so I think the worst meal I had on that trip was I, I for some reason, decided to stay in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Um, you know, because I was like, oh, falls, there's going to be falls there, right? I mean, there are, but it's not. It's like shopping it's mall. Fall. It's like a mall that falls in a shopping mall. Mm. It'd be like, <laughs> like the fall shopping mall. It's like a little like, oh, that's cute. Um, but I mean, I was super hungry. got in kind of late at lunchtime. And I saw an Arby's and I went for it. So lunch was fine. Uh, but then I got to my hotel. We have and a special like, attachment to Arby's on this podcast. I mean, it was Arby's can sponsor. Yeah, no, we've we've thrown it out there. We'll see how they. <laughs> but so I'm like, okay, well, let me cruise into downtown and see what kind of local places there there are. You know, this place. So, you know, I I think I yelped it or whatever, and and saw a few places, and and as Anna will tell you when. Faced with any kind of decision, I cannot oh, make it. Yeah, nope. And so, it will, it, I was driving around like, well, this place, oh, I don't know about this place. And then I just get to a point where I freak out and I'm like, ah, all right, this place. So I decided on a Chinese restaurant in Idaho Falls, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was just like, fine, this place, whatever. And that was probably the worst decision I made on that. <laughs> what did you get? I don't even remember. Did the well? Did the place look dirty? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that if it well, looked, like, you know, so it was our problem. Like you know, the dirtier the better is you know looking. For our the local Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, that's what it's, I thought. I'm like, it's, you know, it's, 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 TV. it's like, but it's it's all the things you want in a place like that. <laughs> yeah. For something that's pretty, you know, I think I probably don't like sesame chicken or something like that, you know, and then. It was, let's just say it was not a good, it's not a good. It was not a good experience. And it was, you know, it was summertime. So, you know, like the sun was still out at 1030 at night and it was, just, <laughs> it, 
it was not a good night at the La Quinta or wherever I was staying at that. I think it was a quality inn. And I remember calling my parents and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Today was not a good day. Yeah. One of the I one of the worst um pressure got to me. Dining experiences I ever had was fairly recent. It was on our road trip <clears throat> where we hit up your sister on the way. Oh yeah. In New Mexico. So um Andy's sister lives in um oh shit, what's it called? Farmtown? Farm farm Farmington. Farmington. Yeah. Uh New Mexico and there was this um I gonna say farm bill. Far, uh, Farmington, and there's this, um... Well, it's still here. Oh. Uh, it's called the Yummy House. <laughs> the Yummy House. That should have been your yummy first flat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's got four stars somehow. Uh-oh. Maybe you just had a bad yeah. day. It tasted fine. Yeah. It's just... No. The consequences the of consequences, my decision. Yeah. Um, and it could have been Arby's. Who knows? I don't know. I shouldn't take it out on Yummy Star, Yummy House. <laughs> Well, they've got four stars, I'm just saying. Um, no, uh, we went to this, and this was our mistake. We went to, like, a combination Irish pub slash Mexican restaurant. Oh, <laughs> Wes's yeah. face, he's like, nope. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, Martin. I forget, it was something like that. It was like, like, yeah, it was like that. So I have a picture of it somewhere. I'm not going to post it because, you know, they could sue us. But, um... It was like, first things first, Andy's sister saw a bug on the wall next to our table. That was a cockroach. But then after that, it was like the server was so spooked by the experience herself that like nothing recovered. And I was chill about it. I was like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. You're fine. Like, we're just going to move to a different table. Don't worry about it. And like the server just like never recovered from it. And like everything that happened after that just like snowballed into like a terrible experience and it was like not her fault at all no. right but it's like it was like one thing right after the other and this girl was probably like um like damn it you know but, like, and i feel like if she was visibly spooked like that's probably not a common thing yeah mm-hmm. for that for the place like that you know <laughs> like for her to be I mean, visible because otherwise would be like oh yeah that's that's right. turtles over there like <laughs> she didn't pick it up with her bare hands or it's wednesday you know <laughs> <laughs> No, I definitely, like, it was just one of, like, the, the girl just, like, never recovered from how bad that was, and, mm-hmm. like, it was just, like, after that, she almost couldn't do anything right for herself, and, like, I was so understanding, and, like, you know, I was trying to explain. You didn't give her a hard time. No, but... we totally didn't, like, we were really nice, I just, uh, I just could tell from her stress, like, that's probably how I would have reacted to the same situation, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just gonna suck either way. And so, like, we made sure that she got a good tip and everything. Like, it was not her fault at all. It wasn't that busy. I think there was, like, a, a birthday party wrapping up. Yeah, it was, like, there was, like, a, the bar group. Or whatever. This was a while ago, so it was, like, you know, pre-COVID, but. Tavern slash cantina. Yes. <laughs> like a pub. Pub cantina. Pub Tina. It was called the Pub Tina. Pub Tina. That's what it was. Pub Tina, huh? Oh, yeah. Mexican Irish place called Puptina. Uh-huh. Interesting. Something like that. It, that that wasn't the name, but that's what they called it on like the sign. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry yeah. to have gone on so long about that. 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, I always appreciate the, the one-star Yelps of, like, national parks just because they're so beautiful and so yeah. incredible. Like, I'm just like, how could you have a bad time here? It, it, it's, it's, it was definitely, you know, with, like you said, how just majestic and how beautiful, like, it's definitely overload. Like, you know, the two months of every day, you know, waking up you know, to just a beautiful view of, you know, mountains or, you know, getting up and out early to go hiking. Um, we don't deserve this earth, like, <laughs> with what it has to offer, what, what, our, what our land has to offer, what this country, this world has to offer, we don't deserve this earth, like, it's, it is too beautiful for us, you know, and we don't treat it well. Um, but I, it's, I have a kind of like, they call it post-trail depression, you know, it's like where I wish I was still out there, like, you know, like, I'm back to looking at my room, like, <laughs> um, you know, not waking up in my tent, like, looking at the sky, um, you know, but Crater Lake, have you been to Crater Lake? Uh-uh. Uh, yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, the hike, you can, uh, you can swim in Crater Lake, and they don't allow any, any watercraft, what's that? No, I think, I'm sorry. That he said, no, it's it. just a big hole. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can swim in Crater Lake. They don't allow any watercraft at all. Mm -hmm. um, no wetsuits, no, you know, um, no stand-up paddle boarding, no nothing um, to keep it clean. Um, but you can, uh, the hike is about a mile and a half down. Um, it's about, a, I think it's about a 1,200 foot drop. So mm -hmm. getting back up is, you know, definitely a, a pain um, to get back up, rough hike to get back up. But uh, Crater Lake, the water just so, so blue, like, Mm. you'd only see in pictures and also with glacier how clear you know it was yeah. green like aqua colors green colors like, like uh is it like like mcdonald is that the big one that's in there and mm. like, oh, and, uh, oh yeah yeah um or like uh or that's on the way that's on the way because i stopped and i was on a hike and i found a really good spot um to sit and have my sandwich and my goldfish and my pretzel, <laughs> peanut butter pretzels. Really? pretzels. Um, I just sat down on a rock and I had a, um, let me see if it has the name of the lake, but on that lake. In lunch as a toddler. Right. Yeah. I found, I would pack my lunches every morning, you know, get into yeah. my, put it in my bag and, you know, it'd be like a peanut butter sandwich, cliff bars. Um, if Cliff Bar wants to sponsor me, that's cool. I've tagged him a lot in my Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, you and I have had like experiences with Cliff Bars mm -hmm. of like, that's all we would eat for Pride Weekend right. while we were working. 7-Eleven <laughs> sandwiches and Cliff Bars. Yes. <laughs> I actually talked about that in our Pride podcast about um, Recovery Monday slash Pride, uh, like Pride Monday industry. Right, yeah. And I talked about... Um, the incredible food order that you had next to me <laughs> <laughs> which was like a meal for two or three people yeah. by yourself <laughs> and i ate it all <laughs> no totally and we were like so hungry and like worn yeah. down and i was, were, like, I was I, working two I jobs at the time yeah. yeah i worked two jobs at the time and and i had worked i think uh i think i remember being like 43 hours in in that three days yeah you know, from yeah, nine thirty in the morning till. Yeah, that's definitely till... on our. It's on our podcast. Yeah. Which exactly. obviously took place in July. 
Okay. After uh, yeah, you have to check that out. That's um, <laughs> still like magnificent. I've never seen anyone eat that much in one sitting in my life, <laughs> other than like on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that was that was like you said, Cliff bars, Seven Eleven sandwiches, yep. goldfish. That's my glacier picture. That's beautiful. I don't know if you can see that, but oh yeah, yeah. It, gorgeous that lake is so still too to have that reflection yeah that's perfect you know and that was the thing with glacier with the fires that you know that was mm -hmm. we're also working against me towards the end um driving through montana i weathered out uh two pretty pretty severe storms um in south dakota and north dakota when i was in badlands and in theodore roosevelt um you know my tent collapsed so i had to get out and fix it uh, in the pouring rain but that same storm is what sparked the fires in San Francisco. Oh, uh, shit. And also in Montana. So Montana had fires because of lightning strikes as oh, well. So gosh. I was driving through, when I was driving through Montana to Glacier, it was hazy and smoky pretty much, probably almost half, half the way there. Um, and then after, I guess after a certain elevation, after a certain point, it just became crystal clear skies. You know, very slight haze, but yeah, and it was gorgeous and then same thing with Oregon I was hitting brown skies all the way through Oregon when they get Oregon is beautiful like to drive through gas station so I didn't no one warned me about that I didn't know the full service gas station oh yeah was it so yeah in Oregon when when I went through they they had a whole unemployment issue so one of the things they did to put people back to work is they made all service stations full service so they hired a person that would basically just stand outside of the the gas station as you drove up and would take your credit card put it into the the thing in the pump and then pump mm -hmm. your gas for you okay so and i know so, New Jersey that's law i didn't know yeah. that was happening in oregon too yeah you could you you could not pump your own gas there so I just, no one told me about that. I just pulled in. It's like, doo, 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 going around here. And then this guy, and they're not, I don't know. Like, I guess they're, I don't know who they're employed by mm -hmm. uh, because they're not in any kind of uniform. It's just, a, <laughs> it's just like a dude in cargo shorts. Uh, <laughs> just kind of walking around. It's like, jump up that gas, sir. Get back in your car right now. And I was like, oh shit. Like, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> um, Am I getting arrested? <laughs> no, it's full service here. Like okay. okay, give me your credit card. And I was like, ah, I don't know. What to <laughs> and do. who are you? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I think I filled my tank in Crater Lake. So that was, okay. you know, because yeah. I, I didn't. I filled up in uh, just outside of Boise, and then I didn't fill up again until I was getting ready to leave Crater Lake, and then went down mm -hmm. to um, Lassen Volcanic National Park. Uh, so, yeah. so I didn't encounter, encounter a full service gas station. So that was interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that was just, I didn't go into Oregon, really just like cut through the, the top corner from Washington back into Utah. Um, okay. And so I just, I just happened to stop at one place, uh, but the drive was gorgeous. I mean, it was all, all, of the, all that, all that place up there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know Oregon had so much desert too. Mm. The eastern side of Oregon. No, not at all. I was like Oregon. What I thought it was like 
either Oregon or Washington's evergreen state. I remember that. And then, you know, everybody, every picture you see of Oregon is all green. Yeah. But no, it's, it's definitely, definitely a desert on the east side. Of it. Oh, I guess no idea. A little bit too, like. Yeah. yeah, that really surprised me. I'm also like admittedly terrible at geography and mm. knowing these things. So I, I'm fine with not having known that already. Yeah. But, uh, no, I had no idea. Interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I almost, I, uh, I almost died. One I, thing I, should, I, I should be. One thing I was like really. Wait, you have a near death story? What? Yeah. Yeah, I should, I should be dead. I almost, oh, fell off, I almost fell, yeah, I almost fell off a cliff in Lake Mead. Okay. Oh, shit. That was like, well, you definitely have to tell that for the podcast. I was hiking the, uh, um, the wetlands trail in Lake Mead because the, the Hoover Dam is completely closed. No trails, no tours, no walkway, roadway. So Hoover Dam is completely out of the question. Um, but I was doing this hike and it was probably a six mile hike or so. Um, and I went off trail a little bit and I found this, it looked like, you know, there was something on the other side that you could, you know, that was really pretty to see. And it looked like these people had already traveled this trail. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it looked stable, you know, even though it was rocks and kind of gravel, but it looked flat enough and stable enough and that people had already traveled it. Um, and uh, it wasn't stable. Um, I, <laughs> I slipped and I, I fell, the gravel slipped on my knee, I fell on, on my side, I skinned up this entire side of my leg, um, and with oh, it being trouble, yeah. every, time, uh, every time I would move, like I would slide down a little bit. And I was already at this point, when I fell, I was already about eight feet from the, from the ledge, from the cliff. Um, so I had to roll on my stomach, and I had to shimmy my way over, like about eight feet to get to safety, but every time I would shimmy, I would slide down a little bit more. And that's the moment I was like, I'm done. This is, this is it. They're, I'm going to fall off this cliff. They're not going to find my body for a couple of days. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. By the, time, uh, by the time I got to where I was going, I was, my foot was probably about a foot, uh, probably about a foot from the, from the cliff. Oh, my God. Yeah. The scariest Ugh. moments of my life. Probably it took me about 15 minutes to get eight feet over just because I'm sitting there like looking back. You know, see how far I am from the cliff. I'd slide down a little bit more. So it's it was truly like, I'm done. <laughs> Bye. Oh my god. And, and then <laughs> to make things worse. You know, that's like my worst fear. My hiking backpack on, and so my backpack has a slot for your phone, or not not made for the phone, but one of the straps goes through the other strap. So I had my phone here, and I get back and almost halfway back up to. Um, to where I could leave, I realized my phone is gone. Oh no. I go back and it's near where I initially slipped. So I had to oh, damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like I'm like stretched like I'm like stretched, you know, like as far as I can on you know as close as I can to where, you know, the cliff isn't at and it's more flat to like Grabbing stretch as far as I could to get getting closer to you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go get my phone. So um, at the hogs. Hey, <laughs> me out. <laughs> Does anyone have a grabby tool? Like the old lady to mm. reach the. Oh, the oh yeah, the the little claw thing. Yep.
you know, it's, it's all, it just all seems to be a dream. Yeah. You know, it's like I woke up from a dream finally. Yeah. Just, it was incredible. Soul searching. And one of the, uh, one of the cool things I was able to do is I have a picture of me and my grandfather. Um, mm. when I was a baby, I was wearing his, he was a professional umpire for major league baseball. Um, he originally started playing for the pirates, um, in the fifties. And then he had an injury, um, oh, wow. ended his career. And so he went to professional umpiring. And one of his favorite fields to umpire at was Wrigley field. So I took a picture with him and it was, wasn't really originally planned to, I was planning on going there, but to make this a uh, tribute towards him. <coughs> um, the, uh, so I stopped at Wrigley field. His ashes are spread there. Um, and then I stopped at Field of Dreams in Iowa, which was his favorite movie. Um, so, yeah, so it did a little tribute there with the pictures and put his picture with my with my baseball glove, you know, on home base. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a cool little uh, tribute. And though I got a lot of signs from him along the way as well. This whole trip. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was a very cool moment. It's so like lucky sometimes to find those little things that we can recognize as, mm -hmm. <clears throat> like you said, little signs along the way, stuff like that. I get a lot of that in my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, the other big sign with, with cause his, I named him Poppy when I was a kid, um, when I was able to talk. Um, so he was Poppy until he died. Um, but when I was leaving, um, when I was leaving Badlands, South Dakota, um, I, uh, coincidentally, I was there at the same time Sturgis was happening. Um, and when I was heading up to Teddy Roosevelt National Park, there was a, a biker in front of me, you know, just cruising along. And I was just having, I was enjoying, I never passed him. He was going the speed limit, you know, not over. Um, but I never passed him because I was just enjoying watching him, you know, just kind of like look around, taking the sights because it was a beautiful drive. So we, I just trailed him and, and never passed him, put on my cruise control. And then, um, we exit off the same exit and then stopped at the same, um, convenience store and decided to pee and, um, started just chatting with him told him like, you know what? I never passed you. So I just enjoyed watching you. Um, and I look over his bike, his bike was big poppy on it. Aww. His name is poppy. Like his, yeah, he's been, that's his like biker name, big poppy. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So it was like another cool, you know, Aww. sign from, from my yeah. grandfather. You know that you know hey i'm here <laughs> so it was a uh, cool i got a little picture with him and good, hey. uh, good story. i love that yeah it sounds like um like your trip like really meant a lot to you as just like who you are now and yeah you may be a different person than when you left no, absolutely. I've, I've come back a changed, a changed man. You know, that's a lot of time on the road, you know, a lot of time by yourself and, and a lot of thinking time, a lot of taking in the nature and just sitting there in self-reflection and, and you know, that what I, what I can do and improve myself and, and, and just have those talks that you need to have with yourself sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it I definitely has, enjoyed, I definitely enjoyed reading your posts while you were there, while you were in your different places mm -hmm. and like seeing what was going on with you and seeing how much support you got from other people was 
really inspiring also. Yeah. And that was the thing, you know, is, is, is it was inspiring to me. And, you know, that really kept a lot of motivation going because I had, I had a good, like 300 people following me. Yeah. This whole trip. And, um, the, the messages I would get from them, like you've inspired me, you know, a friend of mine, he's like, I took next week off. You've inspired me. I took next week off. I'm going to go camping in Arizona, Utah and, and Colorado. I was like, enjoy your journey, man. Like, you know, it's that I was inspiring to him and, and so many people were living vicariously through me um, and the support that, you know, I was given by everyone, you know, through the, through this whole journey. Um, and the donations I was receiving, a friend of mine in Florida, I went to high school, she put, made a post of what I was doing and put my Venmo on her post. And then, you know, people saw that and people started donating you know, into the trip, you know, five bucks here, 50 bucks, you know, so um, the highest, the highest donation I got was 250. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. 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 Here's to, you know, whitewater rafting, you know, Mm. when I I was in Jackson Hole, you know, like they, even though it was only 80 bucks, but still, you know, people were, were very interactive with it too. And that was really I loved, I loved like, it. You know, it's almost like we could live vicariously through you by doing that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And I, uh, were, you were so like open about what was going on every time you had access to the internet. And, and likewise, there were some haters too. I remember mm-hmm. like, how haters, can you afford like, this? Uh, and like shitting on like, I couldn't believe that. It's literally right. like, Cheapest way to travel. I mean, yeah. Well, and then I mean, I think living, he, like, you know. the rest of us jumped on and we're like, "How dare you!" Like, we're like, "What are you doing?" You know. <laughs> there she is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. You know. I don't mind. I didn't mind being asked how much, but it was becoming a question because I mean, I would be curious as well. I wouldn't ask, but I would be curious as well. So it was just kind of like an like also like a. You, this is this is possible to do this on a shoestring. You know, here's my budget. Here's my. Your question, like I don't know. I just felt no. Like, I know. I like I didn't have any money when I did it. Yeah. Either, um, but the other ones were like <laughs> oh, traipsing about like uh, Europe and going to all you know right. fine dining like, and the yeah the like Parisian a gap wine year tour. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but I you know I do remember specifically you saying like, hey, just so you know, like I. I am a vet and I get the lifetime veteran status at these parks. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, um, you know, is something people maybe don't necessarily know about that you have access to as a vet. And that's a resource you can use if you want to mm-hmm. do a road trip yourself. Like you can, right. you have, you know, you just have to sign up for it. Right. You have to, yeah, you have to commit and just get on the road and go, you know, if you, right. have, if you have the time, if you have the means, like, you know, I encourage anybody, I, you know, at the end of my, I did a summarization of, of the whole thing at the end of it. I was like, just get in your car and go. If you have a couple of days, get mm-hmm. your car and go. no destination, just get in your car and go. And wherever you end up, you end up. Yeah. You know? And that's what, you know, I encourage everybody. It doesn't have to be as long as mine, obviously, you know, I just had, I was lucky enough to have the time to, to do it that long, but you know, even though it's just a couple of days, just get in your car and go, you know, don't let it stop you. That's a good that's a good motto and way to take us out on the podcast today. Mm. <laughs> Just get in your car and go. Get in your car and go. Life is a drift and you travel well. <laughs> Just go, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, well, um, thank you so much for talking to us today. Is there anything else you wanted to tell anyone? 
I don't know. Just get in the car and go. <laughs> get in the car and go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, like everybody needs self-reflection. Everybody needs time to themselves. It's okay to travel alone. Mm. Uh, if you have the courage and the will, um, which I, I found, I found a lot more than I thought I had ever thought I had. I learned a lot about myself. Um, and that I was able to have that willpower, the drive and the determination to now make this the best thing I can make it, you know, and it ended up being something monumental in my life. Um, and you know, this is, these are crazy times and if you can do it, you know, make something, make something out of this year and not make it a crappy year, you know, turn it, turn it around for yourself. Um, it's possible. It's definitely possible. You know, no matter what you do, even if it's just a weekend away. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really wonderful that you got to, you know, find a new version of yourself on the way. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely that's came back and changed person. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for joining us Thank today. We much. really appreciated yeah. having you and thank you for having uh, me. boy well, that was quite a tale wasn't that an quite adventure several tales yeah yeah um no it was as i mentioned this was um this was really fascinating for me because uh i i related to a lot of what he talked about um just from my fraction of his experience uh that i did and i you know i i like road trips i mean you know mm -hmm. that we both like we go on them sometimes. <laughs> right. Haven't been in a while. No. Um, last one was uh, at the end of last summer. We went out to El Paso to visit your like almost entire family. For me, was there. they're very. <laughs> I was gonna say sensual, but that's not the word. Uh, they they oh. <laughs> they. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of senses, sensory experiences. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like that was a Freudian. <laughs> yeah, you know, heard. you know road trips, Sheesh. how sensual they are. Yeah. Well, well, with all the, the rest areas. Visiting family. <laughs> what is it with you and rest areas? So I meant to tell the story um, to Wesley, and I've told it to you before, and I yeah. mentioned it a little bit, but um, I. So <laughs> you meet. Lots of interesting people, especially if you do the camping thing and, and you're not an introvert like I am and you're a little more outgoing like Wesley is. You meet people. I mean, I met people, but anyway, I was driving through, I want to say like Utah, the northern part of Utah, uh, up through Idaho. No, no, no. I take that back. This was on the way from Montana to Washington. So after I passed the, the world's greatest rest area, um, I at the time, I was driving a silver uh, Acura TSX. And I only say that because, um, because of it's important to the story. Mm -hmm. So I'm uh, driving and... You know, you're getting in the zone, you're sorting shit out, you're listening to music and whatever. Uh, and you kind of pay attention to some of the cars that, that you see. I mean, you notice 
know, if you pass the same car a couple of times or mm-hmm. a car passes you. I always you know, notice oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's that, that, you know, orange hey, it's van with the weird, right. yeah. Hey, it's my buddy over there in the similar mm-hmm. car to mine. Or... Um, so there was a gentleman who was driving, oh, I noticed for a while, had a the same uh, car that I did. Same model, same make. Except his was dark blue, like navy blue. Mine was silver. And so we kept kind of trading off because we we weren't passing just each other. But like I would pass a group of cars, you know, like one, two, and then his would be in that, and then you know we'd come up on another group of cars, and he would pass the car, and then end up passing me. So we just kind of kept making tradesies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tradesies. I noticed it. I didn't think anything but it's it's kind of one of those things that's only mildly annoying because it's like oh just pick a speed like because a lot of times if you have to pass a car and then they keep passing you and you have to pass it it's just i don't know it's it's one of those weird things that annoys me so anyway i'm coming up to one of these rest areas and i have to eat a a bio break as they say uh, stretch the legs a little bit, and I think I might have been smoking also at the time. Mm-hmm. But probably wanted to stop and take a cigarette. So I saw there was one. You see the the exit signs like rest area one mile. So whoops, I'm getting ready to uh, to take that exit. And at this point, um, the other Acura person had passed me in a series of cars, so they were a considerable distance from me, but. I could still see them in front. So we're approaching that exit, and I start to signal my intent to exit early. And he's coming up to the actual exit, uh, almost passes it, and then just abruptly, like, veers off to take (laughs) the exit. Like Dion from Clueless. Yeah. Like, there's my exit. And I was like, huh course you know me i'm paranoid thinking it's me i'm like oh he saw me signal and he wants to to uh get off the road too he saw me in the rearview mirror and i'm like ah you're just whatever so i i pull in i think he'd gotten out of the car first and uh and went to the restroom and so i I did what I need to do, and I'm out there. Oh, I, I was smoking, smoking <coughs> a cigarette. And, Excuse me. And uh, I noticed who the person was that got out of the car. So he he smoked a cigarette too, and he kind of moseys over to where I am, and, and just you know, neighborly, how's it going? And just starts chatting up, and he's like, "Oh, you you're driving that that other Akia," and I'm not Akia. Akia. Um. I'm not making fun of anyone's dialect or accent or anything. It's just he had a he had a very interesting one. Uh, I think he had New Jersey plates, so it wasn't mm. what the stereotypical New Jersey accent was. Uh, he was, you know, a a short to average height. Um, if I'm guessing, I would say Caucasian male. So it was just a not the accent or dialect I was expecting. And it really wasn't even an accent or a dialect. You just pronounce certain words like Akia. Akia. Um and he's like, Oh, do so you like your Akia? 
And I was like, yeah, you know, it's been been pretty good. I've been driving, and we, you know, I'm talking to him, exchanging like our stories, but again, not giving him too much information. And you know, he's telling me he's driving cross country. He's got a job, whatever he's driving to, so he's got to start work on Monday. All this other stuff, and I'm just again not giving specific information. I'm like, yeah, I'm just you know, hanging out. Driving around, going to uh, heading up to Seattle to see see buddy, and then uh, John, yeah, his so, mom came up with the tagline for our podcast. That is correct. Yep. Um, full circle. Full circle. So I put my cigarette out and I'm like, all right, I've had enough chit chat. I'm ready to get back on the road. And this guy's a little, well, he didn't do anything. You got a vibe. I got a vibe. Yeah. So uh, I was like, all right, well, have a good trip, and you know, have, be safe. All that other stuff. Be smart, be sanitary. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I stopped short of smart and sanitary. <laughs> um, so I told him, "All right, Godspeed. See you." And then be on your he, way. He kind of stops, not physically stops me, but you know, it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you too." Hey, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's a it's a good idea. You know, you're out here on the road if you have like a you know like a driving partner. Uh, so that, I don't know, you just kind of keep pace with each other in case anything happens. So, you know, if you, if you're, in uh, case anything happens, <laughs> like if you're, uh, you know, interested in that, you know, that'd be cool. I'm totally down for that. Uh, cause you know, us Akia's got to stick together. Mm. And I was like, uh, um, and so I, I was like, okay, what do I say? <laughs> So I just to, like you're so nice. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, well, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not in any particular hurry, but you know, we'll see. Uh, so I was like, yeah, well, you know, I'll be seeing you. And so I got out, and then uh, let him get ahead, and I just started to kind of pull back, <laughs> a little by little by little, until he was gagging. right. And so I found on the map like the next highway um because there are a couple of different ways i could have taken so i saw the next highway and i waited till he was way far in front so he couldn't do that move to where he sees me exit (laughs) and then i did an abrupt like getting off here and then took that highway and i uh I was very nervous for a while because I was just kept looking up in my rearview mirror. Got like every horror movie, uh, like we starts, said with yeah. Wes, like every Lifetime movie starts this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was probably the most um, anxious or nervous part of my trip. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't quite well, have that. It was that probably all like self-induced too, and I'm sure he was like a lovely gentleman, but you got a weird vibe, and that's totally valid. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder whatever became of him. I don't know. He's probably our biggest fan. <laughs> He's been following He's bought, you for years. He bought the t-shirts. And the, yeah. Yeah. The only t-shirt we've sold so far. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Was it David this whole time? Us Akia's got to stick together. Maybe. That would be it. That it's would be David. Weird. David moved to San Diego to befriend <laughs> me as like a future way of getting to you who mm-hmm. I didn't even know then. Uh no, I can assure you it's not <laughs> David. He reminds me of like a cross between um like that that guy from um Entourage Turtle. 
Oh, yep. And Paul Giamatti. Oh. So if you can, like, more of the facial I features, totally, like goatee yeah. and then turtle, yeah. because of his, you know, maybe. I wish, God, I wish I was any good at Photoshop, because that would be a fun <laughs> one. Ha! Ah, ah. <laughs> oh, it's him! Yeah. It's him! <laughs> Wake me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> right, with like a, yeah. I put like a cardboard cutout of his face on my face. Yeah. Don't go, cuddle me, sweetheart. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Here's an insight into our marriage. <laughs> Sorry for the, hey, you know what? It's October. It's spooky month. I'm going to own That's all my right. weird shit. Um, I cast a spell on you if you don't like it. So, yeah, that took me a while to get through. Sorry. Um, That's fine. You deserved it. <laughs> you no, did a I mean, good job. You did so good. I mean, I didn't, I know, like, I always have these ideas that I'm going to tell a story and then I just, like, never end up telling it. But um, I feel like you're, you're all stories are more interesting than mine anyway, so... Like That's I don't really have true. I don't have anything about camping other than that I've never gone. Or I went in an RV once um with my friend Kirsten and her parents and a few other friends for Kirsten's birthday to Disneyland. We camped at a campground or like an RV mm-hmm. park, which is the most rough in it thing I've ever done. There was running water and bathrooms and showers and we got to eat good food. Oh yeah. And uh, literally Anaheim's, what, like two hours away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lap of luxury. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> no, we, uh, again, as a kid, I mean, we went a few times up to New Mexico, a couple hours away, you know, so my dad would get those, um, uh, like, pop-up tent trailers. Hmm. And so... I can, like, I would kind invite of a picture friend or what two. you're saying. Yeah. They... they they're rectangular, and then they have like this crank, and then like the roof pops up, and then the sides. Oh fold yeah, out. okay, I totally know like what you're tent saying. Material yeah. side, so yeah, these like bed platforms slide out, so you can sleep up there, and then they have like a little, a little like RV ish. A couple of friends of mine like invested in an airstream, which is really cool looking, but also they're they're both like nature people like they they're both like really good cyclists and mm-hmm. they um are like like cool kids so i can see i mean they're definitely adults like they're... yeah <laughs> see but... i don't i don't like i never like doing all the extra activity like i i, I like to just go and just hang out in nature and you know take take Acid hikes. Oh, hikes. Quote unquote. I thought you were gonna uh, say acid. Which are more just like leisurely walks. I mean, I don't like <laughs> to do anything too strenuous. So I'm not gonna go like crazy rock climbing. I'm right. not gonna go whitewater rafting or canoeing. I mean, I don't know, maybe. But like when I go camp, I don't like to do all those like extraneous adventure. Yeah. <laughs> See, you said adventure, and I said extraneous, and well, maybe that, that's, that's the... just like a really that's like a quite the um mm-hmm. marker on how i feel about those things that reminds me um i know an extremely experienced rock climber that i used to work with who got really badly injured rock climbing so just goes to show that even someone who's professional basically at it can get hurt and that's why i don't fucking do that stuff there's no way 
Well, how many how many movies are based often on real events uh, about camping or something outdoorsy that the main character didn't suffer some perilous injury or danger or anything like that. I mean, there are very few camping stories where someone goes camping and it's an amazing experience. And, and why would they the make a movie out of it? Well, no. So it's everything's not interesting unless there's that some kind fear of peril. constantly been ingrained yeah. in me. It's like, I'm not going to tempt I'm not, the fates. I'm not going to 127 hours myself. <laughs> right. I've never even seen that, but I have heard enough to know that I don't need to see it. And I would never do that. You know what? I'll stick to my I'll stick to my running water and my cozy little house and my flat iron and curling iron or whatever, you know, my amenities. Mm -hmm. My things that I like to have access to. You know. The the bougie stuff. Hey, that answers that Mm -hmm. from a few podcasts ago. Am I bougie? Guess <laughs> so. Yeah. No, it's just I. I'm just not nature. No, that's, that's glamping. All. Glamping would be bougie, like where the, you have the you basically set up your yeah, but there's still finer s- things in life in an outdoor some degree of roughing it in glamping, which I'm not really down with. Like I need a a sink to wash my hands in. Right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's probably uh that's probably enough for the week since we Yeah. Yeah, we'll um I had I had nothing to contribute really. <laughs> sure you did. My presence. Yes. Yeah. No, you had you had I had things that I said. I know we we and, cut and most of the stuff I talked about. Um no. <laughs> It's okay. I talk so much normally. Well, this rare, rare weekend day off that I'm on right now, I feel like we should just roll with it and like watch some Halloween movies or something fun like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. One final cheers. One final cheers. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed um, the... the the road trip stories from our yes. friend Wes. And also um I will tag him so that you can see all of his really cool photos from his trip as well. Yay. Cool. Cool. Uh as always. Be safe. Be smart. Be sanitary. Be sanitary. <laughs>